Welcome everybody to another episode of Me, Myself, and a platform for queer creatives and our allies. And we definitely have a very special guest today, my friend, skincare expert, icon, Sean Garrett. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today, love? We were just talking about your late night adventure, uh-huh. to say the least. Yeah, not much of an adventure. Not even like a soft rendezvous, perhaps? No. No. Mm-mm. It was just the Parkers, which is an adventure. I mean, that's like the highlight of my day usually. Mm-hmm. How do your days usually go? Um, lots of meetings. Literally, I feel like I'm in a meeting like every day, all day. And then spiraling about something. Mm-hmm. And then not eating. Then remembering to take Lexapro. And then drinking eight coffees, and then shopping, and then watching YouTube, and then working eventually. <laughs> Hot. I love it. So what's this week's spiral about? Um, this week's spiral, honestly, like, it's no spiral this week. Mm-hmm. I feel really good. It's like the end of... Like, the year now. Yeah. Like, it really doesn't feel like it's November. Like, I can't believe it's two months left in the year. Um, But, I don't know, I have, like, some exciting work things. So, I'm just, like, chill, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm cute. not spiraling anymore. I'm just, like, I'm letting things happen. Yeah. I'll, like, have a complete spiral that either lasts 30 minutes or, like, the whole day. And I don't know what it's about. Yeah. And then I do something that relaxes me, like, shower. Like, I love showering really yes i haven't showered in like two weeks no i'm joking (laughs) thank you for coming on today the door is definitely right there but no all those fucking celebrities that are coming out about not showering i'm just like first of all why do we care everyone around you could probably smell it so you don't even need to say it's actually disgusting i just for me personally like i'm a sweaty girl not even because of that i just i'm like a sweaty like i hate sweat like, Are you a sweater? I'm though? a sweater. Really? Well, I'm not like I'm a, not a sweater. Like I'm always hot. Same, same. Like, I'm, I'm either always hot always or always hot. cold. I'm always hot, and I love to be cold. Same. Like my air is on all year round. Same. Like I don't have the funds for year round AC, but like I hear all my <laughs> friends talk about, like, yeah, we're taking our AC out the window. It's getting cold, and I'm like, mine stays in in the winter. No. I don't care. Mine stays in because it gets stuffy. I like I sleep with a fan on, and a humidifier. And my air on. Ooh, see, I, I like need noise. To get really? I do. Like a consistent sound? Like, I like, like now, I feel like I'm old, so I cannot sleep with the TV on. Mm-hmm. But I need like something like humming, buzzing. Yeah. Something going on. And I love sleeping with my curtains open, which is really bad. I'm the same way for my apartment right now. I fully don't even have curtains for yet because I fully (laughs) chose not to get any. Yeah. Like I'm always up like at the crack ass hours of the morning anyway. So it's always dark. Yeah. And then when I get home from work. Wait, what time do you get up? I get up at three in the morning. Mm -hmm. So as of right now, I've been up for 11 hours. To do what? Work. What time do you have to do to work? Um, Like five but I like to take my time in the mornings and I'm in Brooklyn. So it's what? in the city. I get up. You're like an Amazon worker. Yeah. <laughs> trust. It's very much that. Y'all hear in the memoir. It's very much that. I get I'm up. Dead. I shower. I take my time. Just like my mother. 
I chronically take forever getting ready, no matter how Same. much I prepare. And always towards the end, I'm like scrambling, throwing shit in a tote bag, cussing in Arabic. You know, it's why like if I have something to do in the morning, like I like to shower morning and night. Same. But if I have something to do in the I cannot shower in the morning. Like I have to shower at night. Because if I shower in the morning, like it's something about my body. Like it takes me like two hours to cool down. Same. From a shower. Same. So, I get like, I'm shower sweat. Sweating. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like sweating. I'm like, so if I have something to do in the morning, like today, mm-hmm. like I showered in the morning and literally I had to like get dressed and like sit in front of my fan and sit still. I do the exact same thing. Now I honestly, like I was never that girl, but now I become that girl out of heat purposes. Mm-hmm. I will just like go in my room and either have a towel on or just be naked and like starfish no, on literally. the bed to myself. AC blasting through my no. hole, just like yes, trying to cool myself inside exactly. and out. Exactly. Like, especially like if I'm going out like later and like I want to be like cute, like maybe like do like a little mm-hmm. face. Like I have to like, it takes me like three hours to get ready. Same. The minute I start putting clothes on and moving, I'm like profusely sweating. Same. I'm so heat sensitive for some reason. And everyone else in the room will be freezing. Like um, back when I went to school in Miami, I did drag for like all the time I went to school Mm -hmm. there. And one, I would take forever because obvious reasons. (laughs) And I would have my apartment so cold. Like, no, if I'm getting ready, all of my ACs are on. 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 on like i have like two in my living room it's one in my kitchen my house is really weird and then it's one in my bedroom so like literally my bedroom is freezing Same. when i got the shower so i get ready there and then for some reason i always get ready like in my entryway <laughs> like i don't know why yeah i'm the same way too things because like anything i want to wear like i like when i come in the house i take everything off mm-hmm. like as soon as i walk in the door like all my jewelry same. shoes like I de what is it like disrobe? Yeah, declothe or something like that. Whatever. I just like I strip <laughs> as soon as I get in the house. I'm the same way. I get back to my house like I have somebody to fuck or something. Like I'm fully no, like unbuttoning and everything. Jockstrap hanging I mean, out. I love clothes, but like I hate clothes. No, same. Me too. I like for me personally, like I'm not that person that like walks around their house naked. I'll walk around with no clothes on that are mm-hmm. still clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like. I will be like in a white beater and like a savage Fenty jock strap, perhaps, <laughs> or like my savage shorts, like my bedtime shorts, yeah. anything. And that's it. Like, granted, like there'll still be cheeks out. There'll still be like possibly yeah. like a testicle hanging or so, but like. <laughs> Not a testicle. It's the complete like nakedness for yeah. me is a little. There's something bad. I think also just maybe I'd get horny and distracted. No, I'm like a naked doll for sure. Like, I'm always naked in my house. Always naked. I'm either naked or fully dressed in my house. Yeah. Because sometimes I change, like, four times a day. For Why? Just, like, just out of, like, different things to do or, like... I just get bored. Okay. Cute. Yeah. I, I really like am, that. like, a housewife, honestly. I know I want that. Like, I really am a housewife, but, like, I don't have a husband or children. So I just yeah. do things to make myself happy. It's like, I change a lot, shop a lot, I cook a lot. That's really nice. What's your sign? Yeah, I'm a Virgo. Oh, okay. I'm a Taurus. <laughs> I was like, I know you're an Earth sign of some type. Oh, wow. We're a perfect match. <laughs> Heard it here. Also, I love Taurus. Really? My best friends are the Taurus, yeah. I My two best Tauruses. friends are Capricorns and Taurus. 
Okay, Scorpio. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, our sign trio moment. Mm-hmm. I love Tauruses. I think we're just hot and sexy and like to treat ourselves. That's why I was assuming yeah. you were because like you're just talking about, I just like to do this for myself <laughs> and do that for myself. And I was like, she sounds a lot Taurus like me. very stubborn. That's the first thing everyone always says about us and they're right. My friend Vandy, he's a Taurus. Mm-hmm. He's a little like superficial. Taurus can be like a little superficial. I think we just have a certain taste. Yeah. If it's that makes sense. very specific taste though. Mm-hmm. Very, very specific. specific. And I hate explaining things to people when it comes to like taste or like... Oh, I hate explaining things. Like I think I get that from my mother. Really? Like I hate repeating myself. Yeah, same. I hate repeating myself because then when I repeat myself, I feel like... The delivery is not the same. Exactly. And I feel like I, I sound like a kid. Intentionally the first time. That's what I said I'm with saying. an attitude the second time. Yeah. Or I feel like I get <laughs> into like this kindergarten teacher as voice. And yeah. I'll be like, see where I wanted exactly. the poster was right here exactly. in the center of both of the chairs. Granted, that's not what happened when we were setting up. Exactly. But as an example, like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that girl when it comes to explaining things. For me, I think just because my brain is, how do you say it? Troubled and uh-huh. deranged of all types. Uh-huh, same. For me... When I'm explaining something, I think there's like a projector or like a USB cord plugged into my ear, projecting at the wall, showing exactly (laughs) what I'm thinking. And there's not. There's just this beautiful poster. I have undiagnosed ADHD. And so like I'll literally like one of my um, closest friends, he's my photographer. And so like we do a lot of creative work together Mm -hmm. and like a lot of projects. Like we'll be talking about something and then I'll like start talking about shoes or like a trip or like my mom. <laughs> I'm the like, same way so too. <laughs> and then I'll like get back on track. It takes me like, if I'm not like in a meeting, mm-hmm. oh my, it takes me like two hours to say anything to like get to the point. Same. I, and I wouldn't change it. No, I wouldn't change. It. That's why I don't even want to go get the think test or whatever. I talk to myself all day. Do you talk to yourself? Trust. Wait, do you have like, so, like, I swear, like, <laughs> since I've been young, I think since I was, like, eight years uh-huh. old, like, I used to watch The Real World, right? Uh-huh. You know how, like, Love. they always did confessionals? Absolutely. In my head, I always do confessionals with myself. I have a story very similar <laughs> to this. I completely relate. What I would do is, like, I grew up watching similar things and, like, The Real World, other reality shows, and I was, I would always imagine that there was not just a camera, but multiple oh my God, around yeah. me. Whether I was leaving CVS and I would be with my mom and the girls with this. No, why was that me? Right, right. Oh my, God. You so like, get my mom used to like be so embarrassed because <laughs> I went through this phase where like I thought I was a celebrity and I was well, like 13. And mm-hmm. so anytime we got the car somewhere, like I would run out the car like this. <laughs> like I, that one <laughs> Kylie meme of her pumping through with Jordan, like the Dream Doll song is playing in the back. Yes. That's like me... <laughs> Anywhere, but then at the same time, I like think I'm popping shit and miss girl, but I'm fully having like an anxiety break right. in my head, and I'm like, my god, everyone's right. fucking look at me because my eyelash it fell on my cheek, blah blah blah. All no, this my mom's random like, what shit. What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like I, my mom probably thought I was such an odd child. I mean, I really was an odd child. Yeah, I really was. Same. But, like, also, like I loved myself. I think now being like older, I like really appreciate my childhood self. Same. I was so smart and like funny and Aww. pretty and creative. Like I was such an amazing child. Same. Honestly. I love that. I think 
not even to be like our child selves or whatever, like yeah. that shit. But I've been thinking about that a lot lately too. Cause I'm just like, man, we really did and said what the fuck we wanted yeah, to. Like, like we were so ruthless. All I used to do was just like, honestly, like be, cause I was like kind of growing up, obviously during like the internet age. Mm-hmm. And so like, I was like, re- like discovering like my creativity aesthetically. Yep. Like I remember like when I was younger, I wanted to be a fashion designer. So I used to just sketch all day. Mm-hmm. Most honestly, like most people in my family are artists, like painters. And, That's really cute. Um, they draw. Um, a lot of my aunts like are hairstylists, nail artists. And so I grew up in a very like creative. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom is not that at all. Like she's like, she's an academic person. Okay. But she's also psychotic. So we had like a very interesting Love. dynamic. Like my mom is the most fun person, but also like the most insane person I've ever met in my life. Same here. Like Same here. Same. Have you had that moment where you're doing something and you realize you're like, I'm my mother. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's happened to me yeah. so much Even lately. dating, like I'm literally my mom. Also, like, my mom's got married, like, five times in three years, so. That's fierce. I know. She's a Scorpio. Oh, okay. I like that. Never give up. Never. Honestly, I definitely relate to my mom in the relationship aspect, too. I'm 25 and single, yet I feel like I'm fully, like, 61 and divorced, which is what she is. No, but that's like, how I feel. You know? Honestly. But also I, don't, also, I don't feel my age. Like, I still think I'm, like, 28. And I'm not. How old are you? I'm old. Work. <laughs> I just turned 31. Cute. I don't feel 31. 31 seems like a really hot age. I mean, in my opinion. Honestly, this is the best I've ever felt in my life. Mm. Not gonna lie. Like, even like within like my body, like just feeling good about myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like way less insecure and like self doughty about mm. myself, which I think a lot of people are like, afraid to admit that they are insecure. I feel like in your 20s, everybody is like very insecure weirdos. Like it's just what yes. you are. <laughs> like a 20 something year old. Like yes. you're figuring out who the fuck you are, but you also like, you're not as young as you were as like a teenager, but you mm-hmm. also aren't old. And then you're also going through like this like metamorphosis of like being an adult, finding your career, understanding relationships it's a, like your 20s really are like a very weird time and i always thought like it was a joke when people say you know like when you turn 30 like everything changes mm-hmm. you know it literally does but it's really 31 like at 30 i was still like a hot fucking mess okay at 31 i just feel like i'm so like grown and like Aww. just that bitch i really do i love that i can't wait to turn 30 i've been saying that since i was like 15 also like 30 is so young it is i've never understood like even when people talk about celebrities and they're like, oh, she's 40. I'm like, that's still... 40 is so young. That's still young, too. Even, like... My mom some, is, like, 47. That's very young. Yeah. That's very young. There was... um, I think it was some celebrity that I was talking about the other day at work that passed when they were, like, 67 or something. And I said out loud, I was like, that's quite young. Yeah. Everyone was like, that's old. And I'm like, that's very young. I feel like, honestly, like, every decade... It's almost like a rebirth for you. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like, when you look at people like Cynthia Bailey, who's like 53, or like yes. Neely Leaks and like Kenya Moore, mm-hmm. all Real Housewives, 
subsequently. Right. <laughs> but like these like hot, like young, fun, like sexy women. Shirley Ralph yeah, too like, is sexy. Insane. Like all these women yeah. like in their 50s, 60s, and they're still so young, living life and also still accomplishing goals. Mm-hmm. I think people like are afraid of aging because they feel like it's like uh like it's like you just stop progressing, I feel yeah. like, at like a certain age. But I honestly feel like all the women in like because I don't really relate to men that much. Like, I just don't. (laughs) But, like, all the women, I was raised by women, so all the women that, like, I look to in my life, they all of, like, are fab in their 40s. Yeah. Like, honestly. Yeah. Whether they're, like, married, divorced, single, have children, Mm -hmm. don't have children, like, they're living their best lives. Yeah, I think people think you could only peak in your younger years or, like, your 20s at most, even, like... It's also a gay thing. That too. Yeah. Which is weird because a lot of gays go after the older men. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a change for me. When I was younger, I dated way older. Mm. Like my first like real, like real relationship was, I think I was like 21, 22. Uh And the guy I was dating was like 60. Okay. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? Uh, (laughs) uh, I don't know. Okay. But you guys met. Was met. it like a relationship relationship or was it like a certain kind of benefit, beneficial no, relationship? it was like, he was definitely like my sugar daddy. Hot. That's exactly what I was trying to but go But he like turned into my boyfriend. Okay. But I also was like 22 years old mm-hmm. and I was like really cute and like fab and like really poor. <laughs> um, yeah. I literally had just moved back to Baltimore where I'm from from New York. I knew it. You were from Maryland. Yeah. I'm from Maryland. I know. I feel like we had this conversation. We like might lately. have before. There's been so many people I met from Maryland lately. I know. I love Baltimore. I know. I love Maryland. I love Maryland too. And I left Maryland like for, not like for good, but like for my adult conquest, Same. I guess. That's when I realized I'm like, she's kind of fierce. Yeah. Like she's a really cute girl. I think I like want to buy a house back home. Same. Because honestly, like, I love New York, but I mean, it's enough. But also, like, Maryland is very expensive, too. It's very expensive. Very expensive. I think it's, like, the third most expensive state in Which the country. insane to me because it's also, like, the third poorest. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> saying. So and, weird. like, you see the streets and everything and everything still doesn't look no, done up. Whereas literally. Miss, like, Northern Virginia has her shit together. Like, yes, the speeding tickets are insane. Okay. But, like, those roads, roads paved. Great Falls, Virginia. <sighs> Virginia is so fierce. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. A nice little house moment right outside of Tyson's would be really fierce. I I live in Alexandria with my family. Like, I don't know. I feel like I definitely want like a suburban life. Mm -hmm. But I also love being in the city. I think it's also because I cannot drive. So You can't? No. Do you have your license? No. No way. Mm Mm-mm. Hmm. I know. I'm like a 31-year-old version. Mm, It's fine. I mean, there's people to drive you around, so. Yeah, but I never pictured myself behind a car. Like, Mm. literally, I've never seen myself driving a car. I love that. Like, never. I love that. Like, even, like, when I was young, like, I never saw myself driving. Really? No, (laughs) just never saw that part as, like, my, like, my thing. See, I find that the most 
not that specifically, but I find cars and everything Mm -hmm. the most hetero part about me, I guess, because I love cars. I love driving. I I love love Fast and Furious. I'm very like Rihanna in that aspect where like I have six cars, but I can't drive. Respect that. Same like with Cardi B. Like, I respect she that. She has like all these cars, Lamb Bentley truck, trucks and shit. Yeah, right. And bitch can't drive. Not can't one. drive a single one. Yeah, no. not for me. I love to drive. But if like I need to learn how to drive, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a survival skill. Like, what if I'm like I'm stuck in like upstate, like, and I need <sighs> yeah. to like drive for help or something. Yeah. Like I'm on Martha's Vineyard and like my husband has a heart attack. Good point. Or even just you know like. Frolic with the kids and the dog around, exactly. you know, the garden or the farm or the ranch but or whatever. I always pigeon myself with a driver. With, like, just help. It's <laughs> <laughs> really cute. You could start, you know, once you're in Martha's Vineyard or whatever, you could get, like, a cute little golf cart moment and start there. So my there. goal is to get my license next year. Okay. That is a goal. Um, Because, like, both of my little brothers drive and have cars mm-hmm. and... I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Driving is fun. Yeah. I will say. It looks fun. Driving is Actually, fun. Actually, it does not look fun at all. I love being a passenger. I get to zone out. <sighs> nope. The control issues I have, I need to be driving. Well, I still drive from the back seat, but like. <laughs> not you being that girl. Yes, I am. <laughs> See, I don't mind if you're telling me like where to go or how to do things, but one thing I fucking despise <laughs> is when I'm driving and say somebody like it won't even be me fucking up but maybe like somebody will like cut us off or whatever yeah. or something external among mm-hmm. us will be going on people fucking oh oh in the back and shit like that and I'm like can you shut the fuck <laughs> up but like I cannot that stand is that <laughs> lift get her like, lift I cannot stand that shit. Uh, like, I on, love... When you hit the brakes, do you, like, put your arm in front of somebody's chest? I'm that type. <laughs> I am a father and a mother at heart. I do that religiously. Like, if I'm I have crying. to stay in the shit pack, I'm like... <laughs> and I feel kind of, like, father of the year for doing that. And my sister's like, mm, I love off of me. do that. Yeah. I love no one has... No man has done that to me. Oh. None of the men I've been with have driven. There's not even been a lot of men really? I've been with to begin with. No, I only date men that drive. We can't really survive if you don't drive. In the city? Mm-hmm. See, I've all the fucking gay men I talk to are lack thereof. Like they're what all gay men do you talk to? What gay men do I talk uh-huh. to? Not many. Mm. Not many. I've like that's hard to believe. Is it? Yeah. Somebody said that earlier this week. I feel like you're a dater. Somebody said that earlier this week. They were like, I posted, you might see, you know. It's like it's like a hit of slut in you. Definitely. <laughs> it's because not even to be like Miss, like Zodiac sign girl, but like if it offers some type of context, mm-hmm. I'm a double Sag. So like mm-hmm. I'm a Taurus, but I'm a double Sag. So like mm-hmm. I'm extremely horny all the time. I hate Sagittarius men. Okay. Well, I mean, like they're just like some of the worst men I've ever met in my life. I do agree. I've had flings with them I mean, and they just hit back and run. Misses. Back to back. Yeah. They just I mean, hit like, and run. Sagittarius and Libras are just like just. Mm. Like just, I cannot. Libra men are fun and always pretty. Yeah, they're always pretty. Broke. Yep. Mm. Smart, creative liars. Yes. Yeah. And it's the smartness and the creativeness that gets me in. Yeah. And then the brokenness and the liars that reels me out. And I'm like, oh, never mind. Off to the next one. But no, I'm not a dater. Mm -hmm. I'm fully not a dater. Somebody replied to my story the other day, 
And it was like this picture of me that I put like Charlotte's and you could see my jockstrap peeking through and it was up my <laughs> back. It was so sexy. Oh my God. My jockstrap peeks through my jeans. I'm like, nobody could touch me like at Poppy know, on Friday. Poppy, I know. <sighs> it was so hot. What was getting... I wearing? Uh-huh. Oh, I was wearing like... You had the silk? Yeah, I had like silk velvet. Mm-hmm. Like moment. Shades on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hair out. Hair out. It was cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and somebody replied, they're just like... My whole tits were out the next night. The next night? I went to like the circuit party. Which one? Horse meat disco. How is that? I've never <clears> been. <throat> oh, my God. I mean, I'll never go again. Never? Yeah, but like, it doesn't it was, seem like... It was like a good experience. Okay. <laughs> Everyone says that. It was a good experience uh-huh. because it's like... Honestly, it's like the most like non-judgmental place. Really? Yeah, because I feel like what like... The way I was there, I would never be at, like, Poppy. Mm. I think because, like, I'm Black. Mm. And this is, like, all white men. And, like, it's something about white men. They are just, like, shameless. But it's, like... Aluminumless, like, too. It's still, like, you know, like, my peers are there. Like, right. You want to be pretty for the girls. People are there sometimes. Uh-huh. So it's, like, I'm never going to be, like, a full whore. But it's, like, you'll see that, like, I mean... Technically, like my peers were at horse meat disco. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Like, but it's like I don't really give a fuck. Uh-huh. It's like it's something different about like being black and like being in like a black space. Mm. I feel like you always are a little bit more guarded. Just how like I don't know, like like queer people of color are. Mm-hmm. We just are a little bit more. Um, I feel like cautious about our queerness sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like white men do get to have like a little bit more freedom with their one hundred percent. And so 100%. when I was in like a more dominant white space i was able to like experience that freedom that's a very good point because maybe they're so caught up in like their queerness and their mm-hmm. yes mama slay queenness like they're not even and also ketamine no, they're literally. probably not even looking at but the what's next funny is like i person. came there fully dressed because like i me and my friend we were yeah. not planned to go there at all like, uh-huh. we we're going to another party it was like another costume party and i was janet jackson so i had like this like really fab outfit on like it was so what janet look were you cute i was like um islam janet absolutely so i had like a full absolutely like, pants. i, had, like, I love it length top i only had like one button button so it was like mm-hmm. out lots of jewelry my middle eastern cousin i love it i had, like dreads i love tom ford glasses like i looked so cute mm-hmm. Little Celine bag. Like I was off duty Islamic Janet in Dubai. I love. So you pulled up to horse meat wearing Islam. Yeah. So are we going to Islam? Go check my wig. I love this. (laughs) How did they hang it, most importantly? Go check my wig. Um, my friend had like a jacket and I just stuffed it in his okay, like, I got you. pocket. So we co-checked my wig. I left the glasses on, left the jewelry on. At first, <laughs> like I just like unbuttoned the shirt and just had it on. Uh-huh. But then like it was so fucking hot. Like it was like this one room that mm-hmm. like it was, I mean, it was so much fun, but it was so, it was like sweaty gay men everywhere. Yep. And I'm still looking like I'm in like a full look. Yep. And so it was like... The minute I, like, took my shirt off, it was, like, a whole, like, different vibe. Oh. It was, like, I don't know. Like, it was, like, nobody was looking at me. And then when I took my shirt off, everybody was, like, talking to me, wanted to dance with oh. me. It's very interesting. Do you think maybe because you had, like, more clothes on than the other people in the room, like, that gave yeah, off I that I you're, like, like stood out. Off? I feel like also it was because... I probably was looking a little closed off. Mm. And when I kind of just like let it go, it was more like, 
I'm like, I was a part of like the community. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like shamed or anything. Cause you know, like when you have like different body types, mm-hmm. like all these like muscled gay men, mm-hmm. it can make a little bit like jarring. Yep. But honestly, it's like something about like muscled men that like love me. I don't know what it is. It's almost, I don't know. I'm not going to get into Sex it, appeal, like, beauty. <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't know. But like okay. it's something about it. Like, I don't know. I mean, in general, men just love me, honestly. Exactly. I think do. it's like my softness. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you and I have that in common, like yeah. the softness. But it's like, they find it pretty. My friend was like, you always have men around. I'm like, I always have men around, but I'm never like in a relationship. So are you a dater? Am I a dater? No. Okay. I'm not a dater. Mm-hmm. I'm not a dater. But I am like, I'm always talking to someone. Okay. Like I'm always negotiating like things. online or in real life? In real life. Okay. I'm an in real life girl. Honestly, like the, the online dating thing is just not for me. Like I'm yeah. not a Tinder bitch. Um, I deleted like all like the little apps. But like mm-hmm. I re-downloaded them because my friend was like, you just need to be on them just to be on them. And I was like, okay. But I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm off it. I'm over it. Yeah. It's really not interesting. And I'm not really into like hookups. So it's kind of like boring. I'm really mm-hmm. only on like Grinder and stuff to be nosy. Yeah. I've been off Grinder for like a good three years. Tinder and everything else more than that. Just because like... I had my era. Yeah. I had my hookup horror era in college. It was fierce assay every night. Oof. Highly recommend. It is life changing. I think I'm friends call me a whore, but like I'm really not. Really? I'm like a kissing slut. I'm not gonna lie. Same. And see, I wasn't even like fucking people. Like my body count is very low. Little do the girls know. Literally. That's how you stay tight. But (laughs) but no, same. No, I'm joking. Very tight, huh? But um like every time I poppy, like I usually like and make it out with one guy. Yeah, a good like little club makeout, just like somebody to entertain for a minute and then dispose uh-huh. of is so fun to me. Yeah. I think that's what I do, and maybe that's why people think Did you hook I'm up a- at Poppy last time? On Friday? Yeah. No, but I was quite social. Mm-hmm. But not you also with don't what was drink. That? Hardly. But my thing is, it's like not even to be like that girl, but like as long as I have my sugar-free Red Bull and some weed before, like mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm a drinker. I'm not a smoker. See, I ha- and like I said before, like I had like my drinking moment too that went kind of along with my mm-hmm. horror era, but like. Well, see, I never used to drink until I moved to New York. Mm. Like I think. New York just like made me an alcoholic. <laughs> See, for me, just and like I only drink socially. Like I like I rarely okay, keep alcohol cute. in my house. Mm-hmm. But now like I have like a cute little bar, so like I buy alcohol oh, just to cute. have there. And like when my friends come over and stuff, mm-hmm. like we'll cook dinner and like have drinks. And I just like making drinks yeah. more than actually drinking them. But I'm I really only drink socially, mm-hmm. and sometimes like. I used to feel like I had to be like a little drunk to be social. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, I'm naturally like a more introverted person. Mm-hmm. Like I can be extroverted and, you know, turn it on. Yeah. But naturally, like I love to, like 90% of the time, like I like to be by myself. See, I'm the same way, unless if I'm in, like, how do I explain it? 
that one Gaga video, how do I explain it? But um, like for me, like I feel like if I were to go to a place like Horse Meat, I feel like I would have to drink before I go there. Whereas like when I go to Poppy, like the music is always good. The energy is always right. For me, like it's corny, but like I naturally get like a rush and a high mm -hmm. off of that. I can say I've never really had like a bat and except that one time I fell through the steps and no. destroyed my leg. Or the time- The ones from the rooftop? No. I know the little I'll stage, swear. those metal ones. No. They actually are really fucking dangerous. Like they need to get- They are. They, that's why they but have so that thing completely blocked off this now. this big gap in between steps. And if mm -hmm. you're drunk- It's over. It's like I fell through the steps. Oh my God, I fucked my leg up so Aww. bad. And then when someone stole the Prada pouches off my boots, that was like really, that was- How do you even get down there? It's ways. <laughs> I mean, at Poppy, it's not too hard to get down there. Well, my but, friends, they say, like, I was throwing ass and my leg was up and the pouch probably fell off. No, a bitch robbed my ankles. I know that for sure. And even if so, just look at the pouch. Don't yeah. touch. Like I think my leg was up and a bitch snatched my pouch and ran off. How are you going to steal from my ankle? I don't know. Like, that is broke also, energy. Like, like, Prada, those pouches are a little flimsy, so. Some bitches fall off. Right. They need to be ass thrown proof. Yeah. Yeah, Poppy's fun. It's always fun. It's always so I fun. That's, I really had like a bad time there. Yeah, it's like and the I only never place remember I it. It feel it goes so quick. Yes, like, I feel like I'm there for an hour, and I've been there for like four. Mm-hmm. I woke up Saturday just like whoa. Yeah, I'm I've only ever like taken like one guy home before from Poppy. See, and I was kind of coerced. Mm -hmm. I mean, not like a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I will. I will entertain people there mm -hmm. and kind of like make my rounds. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end of the night. I love to make the rounds because honestly, it's usually like eight men that I'm like seeing in real life. Uh-huh. There. It's like the best place. Like if you have like, like if you're into a guy like and you see him on Instagram or like Twitter, <laughs> it's the best place to like see them in real life. I love One, it. because like. You get to see like what they actually give in person. Mm -hmm. And then you get to see like if the chemistry is still there. And then you get to see like if they actually want to come up to you and give you that same energy. That's the thing. Because some will see you and they'll just like look uh, right yeah. past you or give no, you a I quick just, hi. And it's like you've seen my yeah. whole wink at no, my camera. Literally like just so fucking weird. Like I hate like men who have so much energy for you online. And then you see them in real life and it's giving crickets. Right. Like, why be a fucking weirdo? That's what I'm saying. For me, it's like once we get past that point of like conversation, when I see you in person, I'm just going to be exactly, exactly myself. Because it's like, it's a little counterproductive and weird to just do all this talking via yeah. DM. I've seen your balls. You've seen my hole. And then here yeah. in person, just like. Well, no one's seen my hole. Oh. Oh, my balls. You people have seen mine and my balls too. <laughs> and they're great. On this podcast? That have been on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Oh, for a second, I was like, I do not have my holes and balls on this podcast. I'd be taken off of YouTube. But if I'd have this on OnlyFans, then I'd be making money. Would Thank you, you do OnlyFans? See, I've thought about it. If I can see that for you. And not like a like no, desperation yeah. kind of thing. Like, I can sign to see that for you. No, I my friends say that too. And I take that kind of as a compliment. Because for me, and that's like kind of relaying to like the whole club thing in a way. Like, yeah. I don't want to it sounds so dramatic being like, I'm an entertainer. But like when I'm <laughs> dancing, for example, like when I'm at the club and like the music is good, mm -hmm. like I perf 
form. Not even in like an overdone way, but like if there's a man behind me mm-hmm. and the music is good, you are getting the time of your life. Yeah. And that's not me just talking my shit. That's literally be, being me just going off of reviews. I think it's like off two of what versions of me though. That's because what it I'm is. I'm very much that way, but I feel like people who like don't know me personally would not think that I'm that kind of person. I think I come off like very like reserved and mm-hmm. like very like above it. Yeah. Which I mean, I am, but exactly. It's also like this other side of me. Uh huh. Like, I feel like on my Instagram, I feel like you wouldn't like people look at my Instagram and they kind of have like a whole different view of me. And I think that's what it is. It's like the curated images that like we've made, but also like the kind of assumptions and projections people have put on yeah. our socials. Like my Instagram name is bad bussy. Like people yeah. think in my link tree, in my <laughs> bio, there's an only fans 18 plus only link yeah. in there. And there's not, there's my DMS though, but like I'm there's fine. not, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Have you got any DMS this month? About what? Men. Absolutely. That's what I was about to say. Like, I haven't done any dating or online dating, but what I am, though, is an online whore. I will mm-hmm. say that proudly. Like, I don't like because I just work too much. I'm yeah. doing this. I have the other show to produce and everything. So I can't even see my friends and family, let alone go on a date. So we'll just like and I won't use like dating apps. I'll just be on like Twitter, DMs, Instagram. Those are the mm-hmm. best new dating apps now. I Twitter like, and Instagram. And I'll just yeah, do my I business. Like I get a lot of interest in DMs. Really? By people yeah. that you follow back to or just by randoms um, or both? I'm be honest. I don't follow many people back. Mm-hmm. It's just like not my thing. Work. Especially like men. Yeah. Like if it's like girls that like I'm cool with and like I like, mm-hmm. I follow them back. But if it's like, I feel like if it's a guy that like I'm kind of interested in, if I follow him, it's just, it's like setting up a fucking disaster for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Cause then you're like, I'm seeing too much. I'm really not into men who are into being seen. I kind of agree too. I want... Like not, I was in a relationship in 2020. Nobody knew uh-huh. I had a boyfriend. Really? No. See, I love that. I kind of would prefer my man to be the same way. Not like I'm the star and you just sit there in the background. But yeah. like, it's kind of hot and mysterious to like, you no, know, post you a picture of, with him. I kind of do need to be the star and you do need to be in the background. Yeah, it's like, I like the idea of, you know, we'll post our little picture together. Yeah. And yeah, sure, I'll tag the Instagram, but his Instagram will be private and he has like 40 followers. Wait, I'm do like, you know like Tamar and Vince? Absolutely. I, I met always... Vince the other week, actually. Really? Yeah, at work. He was walking and I was like, oh shit. Living legend Vince Herbert, honey. Vince Herbert. I always said like, I'm very much a Tamar. And I really do like a Vince One of Vince, yes. But one that has like a better, like even temper. Like, I can't yeah. have no man up. Uh, Absolutely. Our Maryland queen. I know, right? Love her. Her and my sister went to the same school. Granted, they're not the same age, but nonetheless, following in the legacy. Tamar. I'm a Tamartian. I love Tamar. Tamartian down. I love her, but no, same. Yeah. Like Like when it comes to relationships. I like a force. Same. I like like a little structure because I'm so like all over the place. Mm -hmm. It's like the only thing I'm really structured with in my life is my work. Everything else is kind of just like. Whoa, that All was over real. the place. <laughs> like, I have Whoa. no, like, real structure in my life. Like, everything else, I'm just winging it. Uh-huh. The only thing I, like, put attention and, like, time and effort into are, like, is my work. Even, like, with friendships, like, honestly, I feel like this year I really had to, like, be intentional about showing up for my friends and, like, being there yeah. and making sure that they feel like I'm supporting them and yeah. that I appreciate them. Because I really am someone, like, I don't know, like my whole, 
all of my 20s, but mm-hmm. focused on like my career, getting to a certain place I wanted to be, making money, yep. getting me out of Baltimore, hitting goals that I wanted to be. And, you know, consequently, is that a word? Consequently, yeah. I say, okay, cute. Because I always think it's a word and then it's not a word in my head. But like, Words are just sounds. You can make them. <laughs> consequently, I swear, after COVID, I cannot speak. Um, Same. But, but yeah, like, I feel like I always pick, like, career over personal relationships until, yep. like, I started to get to a place in my career where, like, I was kind of comfortable and things were, I just wasn't, like, I'm, like, always hustling, but not, like, for survival. And so I feel like yep. now that I'm at that place where, like, I'm just building on what I've already built mm-hmm. and kind of progressing, but not, like, in survival mode, I kind of need, like those personal relationships there too i feel like last year i kind of realized that yeah and so now i'm trying to show up for people i'm and not just work yeah i could completely agree i was just saying that about that lately like for me all my moves i've made in my career have been yes because i want to and i'm passionate mm-hmm. but it's also been out of complete survival mm-hmm. you know like especially we have we come from the same place like maryland everything like you fight so hard getting out there so then once you finally yeah. land your chance in new york or me at school in miami it's like once you get there you hit the ground running yeah. and i thought about it the other day and i was like besides covid besides a global pandemic happening mm-hmm. i was like have i ever not worked and it's not even to sound like miss girl of like oh i've been working all yeah. my life but you really do think about it and you're like no i've Damn. been working my entire life yeah. Honestly. Well, not my entire life, but like you're like, you know, college, young adult yeah. years and like so I've forth. I've always been like working towards something, you know, like mm-hmm. since I've graduated high school. I mean, I graduated high school two weeks later. I started college. Like I did an accelerated mm-hmm. summer program because I just wanted to get shit over with. I'm the same And I wanted way. to live my life. I'm the same way. Then I'll get to a new place or a new chapter and I'm already looking at the end of it. I'm just like, okay, how the fuck no, can I I'm get out of here? It, literally, literally, like the minute I sign a contract for a job, I'm thinking about what's after this job. Which is like a good mindset to have, but like it could also be, I don't want to say problematic, but it could be complicated. It can be complicated and it is a bit problematic because you're not really letting yourself enjoy the moment that you're having. Mm-hmm. Like when I signed my Dior contract, it was like a big moment for me. Yeah. Because it was something that I like really manifested and like prayed for mm-hmm. before I was even an esthetician. Like yeah. years and years ago, like I always wanted to work for Dior. It was like my favorite um, couture house growing up. Mm-hmm. I love John Galliano. And You're I always, very much a Dior girl. I'm very much a Dior girl. Very much a Dior girl. I love like, I knew I wanted to work in beauty. And once I transitioned, well, I knew I wanted to work in fashion. Mm-hmm. Once I transitioned to beauty, I knew like I wanted to work for Dior. And the two brands that I wanted to work for was Fenty Beauty because it had just launched yep. and Dior. And mm-hmm. I worked for both of them. And so it was like a really exciting thing. I think honestly, when I got signed to Fenty, I didn't really celebrate that. Yeah. Like, and I it was during really COVID it. too. It was during COVID. Because you and Rihanna had the little yeah, web little, thing. I know. That was something else. Yeah. So like, I feel like honestly, like, it was a dream come true, but it also was like a dream that kind of got taken from me because of COVID. Mm. I didn't get to live it the way I wanted to. Yeah. And I feel like with Dior, all the things I wanted at Fenty is happening in this yeah. position. But I also feel like the minute I signed it, I was like, okay, what's next? Like, I'm always like, on oh, what's next? What's next? What's next? Mm-hmm. But I think that just comes from like my mentality from back home. 
I'm always like, yep. I'm always hustling. I'm always scared, like, I'm going to lose something. Which now, like, I'm doing better with. Like, I feel very secure in what I do mm-hmm. and I know what I offer. And, you know, I'm a good person. I know life is going to take care of me as long as I work hard and, you know, move yeah. intentionally. But um, I'm trying to, like, just enjoy experiences more. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, I'm just trying to just just be more intentional about the things that I do. Yeah, which is funny because everyone started talking about that when COVID happened and mm-hmm. we all had a moment to sit back and reflect. But here we are now two years after and... I didn't really get to reflect. I worked all of COVID. Yeah, me either. I just... Up until now, yeah. COVID 2020 was the most money I've ever made. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I... Yeah. That I makes worked sense. the whole pandemic. I never stopped working. Like, damn. I opened my spa... I had to close my spa mm-hmm. in March and we opened in January and in March I transitioned all of my clients virtually and then I opened my network up so I was seeing clients virtually like in Europe and Dubai, uh-huh. Africa, Australia, yeah. um, Canada. So I was always working. How does that work like for an institution? So I was doing basically like virtual consults. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And so... um which was kind of like, it was an easy thing because it was something I would do with my clients in my studio mm-hmm. as well. So usually we have like a consultation period before I would do any kind of service. Gotcha. And so really doing COVID, obviously people were having like more um, like skin conditions that were ex- like exacerbated by like mask and the yeah. pandemic and stress, stress and all of that. And so basically I was having people fill out this long ass uh, intake form. Mm-hmm. Like I was knowing like your medical history, medications that you're on, what your lifestyle is like, Mm -hmm. what your current routine is, products you used in the the past that you loved, didn't love. Yeah. I would take all that information and we would have like a 30 minutes, like an hour Zoom and I would break down everything and I would give you a treatment plan Mm. um, to help you with like products. Um, It was like a three page plan. So I would do a morning routine, night routine. I would give you alternatives to products. Like if you couldn't like... Also, because the pandemic, like, say, like, you couldn't afford this product. Yeah. This one will give you, like, the same results at this price. Um, So it was, like, it was just a lot of work, honestly. Mm -hmm. Because I was seeing a lot of clients. And, again, like, I was in, like, survival mode. Because I had just moved to New York, just opened my business. I took all of my savings and put it into this business. Damn. You know, like, I bought, like, $5,000 worth of product and, you know, supplies. And, you know, I couldn't fucking use it. And so it was a lot. Damn. It was a lot to take in, but I mm-hmm. never stopped working. Then I got the job at Fenty and I was consulting at Fenty. And then we were planning for the launch. And then yeah. when I worked at Fenty. I never stopped working. Never stopped working. Wow. Like I was so burnt out by 2021. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like get over it until 2022. Yeah. And by 2021, things, you know, the vaccine started rolling out. Exactly. So it's like, okay, now it's time for In life to get back to normal. And by last November, I started having conversations with Dior. Mm-hmm. And when I left Fenty, I signed three new contracts. Wow. Like the same week. That's amazing. And so I never stopped working. Never, never stopped working. So how did you, because I wanted to ask you this before, how did you, like when you moved to New York, you came from Maryland, mm-hmm. correct? So what were you doing in Maryland before you went over to New York. So before I came to New York, because I lived in New York just like my second or third time. 
I'm a second time living in New Yorker as well. The first time I moved to New York, it was a fucking disaster. Same. I didn't even last a full year because I went broke like the first fucking Mm -hmm. month. I was working like two jobs and an internship. It was a lot. Um, So I had moved back to Baltimore from Atlanta. Mm, Gotcha. Like I used to move every single year. I'm the same. So I started like 2016. I was in Maryland working at a spa. That's the same era I was all over. Then I moved to L.A., Mm-hmm. Then I left LA because I was kind of like, okay, like I'm 25. I was, yeah, I was 25 at the time. And I was like, I need to figure out what I want to do long term. And so I had moved to Atlanta with my mom. Mm-hmm. A week after there, I was like, I'm going to enroll in esthetician school. I literally just got like a sign from like God. I love, yeah. Like I swear, like I was like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And literally like somebody just like, you need to go to esthetician school. Like yeah. that's what it is. And literally like me and my mom were driving to like a family reunion. I was like... When we come back, like, I want you to come help me look for schools. Mm-hmm. And so literally, as soon as we came back, I enrolled in school, did a summer program. And I was in school five days a week, nine to five for a year, studying skin. Wow. And then when I graduated, me and my mom, we were not vibing. So I was like, okay, bitch, I got to go. Yeah. So I moved back to Maryland. Uh-huh. And that was, like, the hardest transition ever because... Like, in 2014, most of my, my immediate family all moved to Atlanta. Yep. And so when I came back to Baltimore, it really wasn't the same because I didn't feel like I had, like, that support. Everyone is gone. And I didn't have, like, a family home to come back to. Yep. And so, like, I was sleeping on my cousin's couch and I was working at a spa, like, working my ass off. And that's when I really started going hard with, like, my skincare content. Mm-hmm. And I had, like, had my Instagram and stuff already around, like, 2016, 2017. And I was, like, working in the spa all day, then creating content. All my, Like, my days off, all yeah. I was doing was, like, creating content, videos, taking photos. Mm-hmm. And um, I think 2019, I, like, just was not vibing with the spa. Because, like, the thing is, like, when you're an esthetician, working for someone else, you're not making a lot of money. Yeah. Because, like, say, like, the treatment or, like, a facial at, like, a normal spa is, like, $100 to $150. Mm-hmm. You're getting paid like hourly or maybe a commission off of it. And so I was getting off of like a hundred dollar facial, I was getting like thirty dollars. So I was no so I was making thirty dollars an hour, but it's really thirty dollars a client. Wow. Exactly. And so I was really so Ugh. my thing, which I mean I'm really good at, was selling shit. Like, uh-huh. Same. I'm a good seller. Same. It's like one Do your friends because, hate going shopping with you because of that? No, they love it. Okay, cute. They love it. Like, I'm a, like, I could be, like, a Mary Kay bitch. It probably comes with, like, my grandmother, like, watching that bitch, so Avon, Mary uh-huh, Kay, uh-huh. Tupperware parties. Like, the thing is about me is when I'm immersed in something, I know everything about Same. it. Same. And so if someone asks me about a product, I can give them everything about it mm-hmm. and then give them three other alternatives for that product. I love that. And I feel like that's really how I built my business because I wasn't really making money doing treatments. I was selling people skincare routines. Mm. And so that's why when we did transition to virtual during the pandemic, that was easy for me. Completely. I just took what I did in the spa like selling people products and doing it virtually, creating routines for them. Yeah. But um, like that spa just did not work out. And at that time, like I was coming back and forth to New York for more like influencer events and meeting with brands. And I was working with like Polish Choice, like Fresh at the time. And I think like July or like September, Mm -hmm. I quit my job 
And I started doing actual virtual consults back then, like in Cute. 2019, like before the girls were really doing it. Uh-huh. And right, right. Um, I was doing that, saving all of that money up. And um, I literally took all those savings and I was like, okay, like I want to move to New York. Um, my friend at the time, she was like, she was opening a spa and wanted to know like if I want to join her and like this like spa journey together because she had just finished school too. And I was like, mm-hmm. I never thought it would be possible, but we really like took a leap of faith. Opened in January. I was booked like crazy. Yeah. I was seeing the girls at the time. I also was like working with Kalani. She had just had her baby. So like, her skin was like going out of whack. She uh-huh. became like a client of mine and I was seeing like other little celebrity girlies. So like it was, it was, it was cute. cute. So when I moved that to New cute. York, it was just like, it was growing. Mm-hmm. So I was growing a business, but I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running a business is so hard. hard. And you think like, my whole thing was like, okay, I'm going to work for myself. It'll be better. I make my own schedule, but mm-hmm. I never stopped working. Like, and I think the thing I hated about having a spa was I felt like I was working a nine to five again. Yeah. Like it was just a lot. Cause like I would do my clients and then mm-hmm. all of my clients left with like a treatment plan too. And so I would go I home, got you. do all their treatment plans and then try to source new clients for more income yep. and do the social media. It was mm-hmm. a lot. So that's kind of how like I got back to New York, but I literally built everything from like fucking scratch. I love that I like love that from scratch. Like I had nothing when I left esthetician school. Yeah, I didn't even have money to get back to Baltimore. My mm. best friend bought my plane ticket. My wow. best friend Sierra, shout out to Sierra. Wow, like literally, love she's Sierra. like my sister. Um, and we live together in LA, and we've always supported each other on our journeys. But like, I had no fucking money. She bought my ticket. Yeah, back to um Maryland, and I just started from scratch. Like literally started from scratch. Like I had not a fucking dime. Yeah, and now I have. Lots of dimes. Lots of dimes. Exactly. <laughs> That's that is so amazing to hear because I'm on that same journey as well. And I think a lot of people are too. And yeah. you're literally like where I honestly you're way further than I was at 25. You know? Yeah. I guess. I think to be like 25 <laughs> and to like already kind of be on your career path, that's like a big thing. Cause I feel like mm. I mean, a lot of people don't really know what they wanna do. In their 20s. Yeah. Like, usually, just like working a job just to pay their bills if they live on their own. Mm-hmm. But most people are on like a solid career path. I mean, I know I wasn't until 25. Yeah. You know, that's when I really started to put intention into like yeah. what I wanted to do. Because I, I was like, I want to do beauty, I want to do fashion, but I always wanted to be an esthetician. Yeah. But I never saw black estheticians or black male estheticians. Right. And I worked at a spa in 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. And when I graduated school, I tried to get a job at that same spa. And I worked for like this uh, Polish woman at like one of the like, it was like the main like luxury spa in Baltimore. Uh-huh. It was really fab. And she was like, my clients would never want you to touch them. Really? Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, that's not like discriminatory, but it's also racist and prejudice. And right. Could and write, I could fucking report you, bitch. Also, Miss Lady, Miss Russian Lady, whatever. Are you blind? <laughs> Do you see his skin? Like, But honestly, like, when I, when I didn't get the job there, my old manager at that spa mm-hmm. came to my new spa. Which was like a full circle moment. Uh-huh. Of and everyone did. booked me because of my skin. 
And the owners were almost like a little jealous because I was like the new girl, but I was the most booked because I already had a social presence. Mm -hmm. And I had girls that coming from Virginia, D.C., Texas, like New York, New Jersey. Sorry, to Diva. My ass, you know? Yeah. My job was doing their skin. These girls traveling to me and I'm going back on my cousin's couch. Mm -hmm. But it ended up being worth it. And you said it was your current boss that was kind of jealous of you? Or your old one, you said? My old one. Yeah. How do you deal with like, because I've been thinking about this and my friends and I have been talking about this. Yeah. How do you feel about like having a boss or like a higher up that's like low-key a hater? Um, it's really challenging because I feel like if you're, you know, superior isn't someone who's like genuinely lifting you up and wanting to see you succeed. It's really hard to like navigate that job. And the issue with me at that spot at the time was that I'm the skincare professional and someone who doesn't do what I do is trying to tell me how to do my job. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of the reasons, like, I quickly realized I could never have a boss. Like, even though, like, I'm an ambassador for all these different brands, yeah, they're not my bosses. You know, it's yes. like we, it's a partnership. We work together. Mm-hmm. I never do anything that's uncomfortable to me or that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I've had like pretty good working relationships. Yeah, I mean, like all the partnerships that I've had being freelance hasn't been like perfect, mm-hmm. but. <clears throat> it's definitely a difference for like working for yourself and being in a position where you can advocate for yourself. You know, yeah. it's, a, it's a much different place. Like now I say no to so much shit. Mm-hmm. Like I say no to everything. And I also like, even if we decide to work together, yeah. I say no, if I don't want to do something. Yeah. I think, and I'm realizing this now, I think autonomy is like very important and prevalent yeah. when it comes to, one, your own personal life, your personal well-being, but especially when it comes to like pursuing your dreams and like running your own business, mm-hmm. especially like knowing, like, of course, we all don't really know where we're heading. Mm-hmm. But when you do have a lack of direction or lack of encouragement and direction mm-hmm. from up above, it leaves you confused, even more confused than we already For are sure. as to where especially the fuck like am I going. Especially a corporate environment. Like, right. you know, technically I've worked for LVMH mm-hmm. since 2020 in different brands and you definitely see like the difference in like teams and mm-hmm. you know uh like resources and things like that and so sometimes you can work for this in the same company or like under the same umbrella company and have like two totally different experiences yep you know because my experience at dior is not the same that it was at fenty mm. or you know Amore pacific and all these other brands that i worked for right so i've worked for pretty much every big beauty company at this point uh-huh and I could definitely say, like, Dior has been the most comfortable I've been at a brand. Um, and, like, the most autonomy that I have had in just, like, the things that I do. Yeah. And I think because we see it more as, like, a long-term thing and not just, like, almost being used for yes, something. Yes, exactly. Like, I've learned that people could love your work mm-hmm. but not care for you. Well, how do you feel being, like, openly gay and queer? Mm-hmm. In like these kind of corporate positions? For me, like when it comes to my show specifically, like mm-hmm. my shows, like, you know, music wise, it's hip hop dominant. For me, I don't really like notice nor care because yeah. I love, listen, and subscribe to all that music. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just listening to like all these girlies and shit Brilliant like that. Yeah, like we <laughs> trust, like we love, and those that's mother and those <laughs> are mothers. But like, I'm, often listening to all the shit that they play mm-hmm. at, you know, the station that I work at too and everything. So for me, I never really find that there's any like 
distance yeah. or barrier or difference between me and the other people that I work with. Have you ever with. been approached by talent? In what way? In like a interested way, yeah. Not by talent that I've worked with directly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like other people, teams and stuff like that. I don't think so. Maybe like there's been the occasional like, you know, um, you know, prepping an interview for one of the girls that come mm -hmm. to the show and like their stylist is like, <laughs> I'm just like, hey yeah. girl. But like, it's more yeah. of a, like a hey girl thing. And not just like, yeah. if anything, it's me always like, not eyeing the security guards, but I like those are the ones like, that would catch my eye and I'll just be like. I definitely had like some run-ins. Mm. Yeah, I'll put that in the memoir. I'm, <laughs> my sister, I'm the same way. I'm like, y'all will find out everything yeah. in my memoir because one, there's the more time. Your memoir? I have a few. I have a few too. I've been talking about my memoir. Shout out to Fazo at home. Fazo's <laughs> my one of my closest friends from back home in Maryland. We went mm -hmm. to high school together. She's also like a quite well-known influencer as well. She mm -hmm. blew up over TikTok and everything. And we've been talking about the memoir since high school. And I talk no, about it to her every it's time. It's a manuscript of my memoir on Tumblr. It's still up. Work. It's like a secret name. I well, love like it. the name, like the website isn't like under my name. It's like a pseudo name. Mm -hmm. It's like my old pop star name. The girls that know me know me, like know it. Work. Um, but yeah, I remember I was gonna name my memoir like riding in town cars with boys. It's like the specific like I gossip girl love episode. I love that like spoke to me, and I think I like started like like writing about it when I had like mm -hmm. my first like sugar daddy experience mm -hmm. because like I mean the girlies that were like active in New York like like 2011 2013 like having a sugar daddy is like a big thing it's not mm -hmm. really like now it's, it's not, not like, really now anymore thing. yeah no, people are like, like generous now but like sugar yeah. daddies aren't a thing like sugar daddies are, like a thing in like 2011 2013 uh -huh. and I, mean, I just had like writing things and mm -hmm. I remember my best friend got so mad at me because like the mid like what I wrote on like the little manuscript, um, it was like something that happened between us. But, like I changed the names, but he knew it was him at the time. You're just an artist telling your story. I was like, this will be like such a good book. Right. Be such a good book. So now like when I do anything, I'm like, it's for the memoir. Like, Absolutely. You know, it's, it's for memories. I'm the same way. I always say, like, I don't know where I've gotten this saying from. I guess it's just come from exhaustion mm -hmm. but like when people at work are like you know you do the corporate thing walking the hallways they're just like hey how you doing and i'm like i'm doing good how are you like just like same shit day to day <laughs> is that your memoir fuck I'm ass no how are you? that's that's not a bad name I'm actually doing good. how are you that's kind of fierce i'm right? not gonna lie because like for those that get it they get it like be about like how you've been depressed for 18 exactly it's supposed to be it. said with like an asterisk like yeah. in a sarcastic tone because that's really how it is yeah. but um what was it for me like uh, what have I been saying lately? Like when people are like, good, how are you? I'll be like, you know, doing all right. You know, another day, another page in the memoir, another scene in the biopic. <laughs> exactly. Like that's just what I've been saying now. That's definitely not the title either. That might be in the like preface of some sort, but I have yeah. multiple I think my second names. memoir is Mary Rich Die Trying. I love it. That's, that's the thing. You could have multiple one. memoirs. You can. Julie Andrews has like five. One is about my life. One is about my love life. And mm. I have another one that was going to call Tricks of the Trade. <laughs> she has this thought out. I love it. It's called Tricks of the Trade. Uh -huh. Like, because when I was younger, I've dated like a lot of like straight men. Yeah. It's also like a thing. I don't know. Like, I've never like dated like a, a gay man. Uh huh. Just like a regular, like, 
just I'm gay. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never been like a thing. Have these been like full on relationships full or on just relationships? Like, mm. like two of like I feel like the most significant relationships I've had in my life mm-hmm. were with men who like never dated men before me. I see. So were they out when you were officially dating or they still stayed? I don't want to say so in like, the closet, but like they, they identified like, as straight men. It's the thing like I don't date DL men because I just think like, I don't know. It's, it's That's like, a weird term. I a, agree. It's a weird term. And mm-hmm. then like it's also kind of like I'm not a bitch that's like a secret. So I don't date DL men, but it's almost like the trade where it's like, you know, he's like gay, but like yep. presenting, like none of the men I've ever dated, you ever know that they were gay. They're all like very masculine presenting. And it's mm-hmm. really not like, I mean, obviously like I'm attracted to those men, mm-hmm. but it's not something that like, I'm like, oh, you have to like look like this. Yeah. It's just like, honestly, those are the men that have always approached me. I was going to say the same. And I never, and the thing about me is like, I don't approach men. Same. And men approach me. And so if that's the men that keep coming yeah. to me. And I remember like I told like I had a very candid conversation with my mom about this. And she mm. was like, it's because you're a woman. Well, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't right. know what it is, but yeah. And but the thing is, like, after we broke up, they went back to dating women. Wow. It's like my ex, he like would never like refer to me as a man. He was like, You're a doll. Because he's like, I hate gay men. Like, I can't stand the gays. I love the doll pronoun. <laughs> no, that is my pronoun. Her pronouns are doll and doll esque. He DM'd me. He was like, hey, King. And then was like, doll with an asterisk. <laughs> That's the final memoir. Yeah. Doll with an doll asterisk. With or it's asterisk. like King crossed out. Literally. <laughs> doll replaced in like pink Sharpie it's or something funny, like, like that. Everyone addressed me as the doll. Like once I like, I mean, that really was my thing like back in the day. Mm-hmm. And. Once I started, like, doing, like, the whole doll thing on, like, Twitter, it kind of just, like, carried. Uh And everybody, like, calls me the doll in person. Even men, like, that I date. Because you do carry that energy. And maybe that goes to the men that are interested in you and, like, in what we were talking about before. Like, we both, like, are described as, like, soft. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm not in them, but... But, like, maybe they like that. Yeah. About us, I mean, I know for a fact that most men like that about me. Like, like no man is like dating me because like I'm like the most masculine mm-hmm. man. But I also think it's also funny because like men who I've known to only <laughs> date masculine men are the same men that are like in love with me. Oh, that's okay. why like I call it, like a doll aura. It's, I like, when love you really it. are like the doll and you really are that girl. Just the girl. It doesn't matter what a man says his preference is. He's you just have a certain energy about you that's going to attract the sexiest, richest, most beautiful man in the room. I'm glad I've you're saying this. never dated ugly. Only dated broke once. And that was... But with bro comes good dick as always. I mean, it was... Honestly, like, that was the best sex I ever had See, in my life. See, there we are. And, like, that there was... Just, it taught me a lot. Also, I used to have this thing, like... It's, like... It's like fake straight men or like bisexual men. And then also like Dominican mm-hmm. men are like obsessed with me. Mm-hmm. Also, I love Dominican men too. Yeah, I love men. I just love I boys. love men. See, that's I love thing. men. Do you remember that one Zoe 101 episode where like the girl didn't return for season two because like, I don't know, like she just got cast out the show. But yeah. their way to kind of like cast out the show was, oh, Nicole had to go to a mental hospital because she got checked in for OMGD. And they're like, what's OMGD? Obsessive male gender disorder. And I'm like, that's me as fuck. That's the one disorder that I will diagnose. I love, (laughs) I love men. I feel like I just realized that like recently, 
I really, I love, like, I'm a, I don't know. I'm, I'm just like, I love male attention. <laughs> I do. That's what it is. And I was just about to say, like. But not because like, I'm getting something from it. It's just like. Yes. It's so, the energy is so different from mine. Yes. Uh, you know? I was just about to say that. That's the thing. It's like, of course, like, yes, I love dick. And is I love. Problematic? it. No. I don't think so. Because like for me, like, I love, you know, like, yeah, like I love dick. I love ass. Mm-hmm. I love all that shit. I love playing with all that shit and uh-huh. I love getting my shit played with. Okay. But with that being said, it's even like what you're saying, it's just like the energy of a yeah. man. Like even now I could feel my nipples getting hard okay. through my layers. I'm like, oh my God, it's just <laughs> the essence and the aura of a man. And then I'm but just like, oh no. Like, a, like I'm like, I don't know. I think like my taste and like men and things uh-huh. change often. Same. Because I think, like, I used to be really into, like, top, bottom, like, this is what I am. Same. This is what I, whatever. But one time I was, like, forced to top. And I honestly think it, like, changed my life. Mm-hmm. Because then I kind of just opened myself up to, like, more variations of men. Mm-hmm. Also, like, the way I grew up, like, which I think it needs to be, like, a conversation. Like, I feel like when it's kind of this thing, like, mask presenting, honestly, I feel yeah. like me kind of being more attracted to masculine men is, like, just how I grew up. Like, Mm. I didn't really know any, like, feminine boys growing up. I was, like, the only one. So the thing that I, like, correlated with, like, being a man was kind of, like, my uncles, my dad. Mm -hmm. And so as I, like, got older, I kind of, like, see, like, softer men. So now I had, like, a bottom phase. Like, I only, like, felt, like, every boy I fell in love with was, like, a bottom or, like, just, like, this soft boy. Mm. And now it's kind of, like, I like a balance (laughs) of both. I see. Okay, that makes complete sense, though, because, like, when we think back to our, like, first crushes in high school, whatever, yeah. it was never, like, the other one theater yeah. gay in your school. No, it was always the person on, like, the football team or whatever that, exactly. you know, that's a very, very, very good point. Yeah. That isn't so now for me, it's, like, even if, like, a guy that I date, like, is more, like, masculine presenting, mm-hmm. there has to be, like, some kind of softness there. Yeah. Like, some kind of, like, yeah. it has to be, like, malleable a little bit. Like the masculine I has agree. to be balanced with the femininity because I have like masculine qualities about me too. Mm-hmm. But I think, like someone said, I was like femme, but I'm like I don't feel femme. Like I don't feel femme. I don't feel masculine. I just feel like myself. Yeah, I think I've I've always been this way. Yeah, you might just display and like ugh, I hate using this word, but like you just might display like alpha traits. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially like all that you've done for yourself in your is. career. Yeah. yeah, like I'm like a boss. I like to be in charge. Exactly. And I, I do think like to be in charge. people somehow tie that into being masculine. It's like, yeah, no. But also, like, I grew up, I feel like I'm that way because my mom is that way. Like, she's, the, it's so funny, my grandmother mm. and my mother are completely different relationships. And I feel like it's because of what they've experienced in their relationships. Mm-hmm. My grandmother is, like, a wife down. Like, uh. it's not like, she's, like, in charge, but in, like, such a feminine, like, old school way. My mom is like, no, this is my shit. We're gonna yeah. do what I say. If you don't do what I say, like, fuck you. We're gonna do like my mom is uh-huh. very like, my mom's like a tough bitch. Same. Like she's a street bitch. Like she's academic, but she's a street bitch. Yeah. And I feel like I'm the same way where it's like, like some of my like my best friends, he's always like, the way you talk to boys is like insane. How do you talk to boys? I'm just like very uh, like I'm just I'm not aggressive, but like I'm just to the point. I'm, yep, I'm the same way. Just to the point. I'm to the point, and I, 
I'm kind of that type where like, if I'm fuck with you or yeah. making, not making fun of you, Nikki kind of says a line like that in favorite. What? From Pink Print. She says, you're lucky if my mean ass likes you. Very like, it's it. very that. Yeah, like, very that. It's very that. Like, once I start, like, if I make a stupid comment about, like, your shirt or whatever, yeah. it's like, I absolutely no, like, do want to slurp. I have to be able to drag you. Exactly. And it, like, be okay. But, like, and you have to drag me, too. Also, like, you have to be fucking funny. funny. Like, I laugh all day. Same. Like, all day. Same. Like, and we talk to ourselves a lot, too. Literally. So, if you're not going to entertain us, and we'll I go right back to ourselves. Myself. Like, no shade. I'm, like, the funniest bitch I know. Same. Like, I just, I crack myself the fuck up. And Same. I think part of it is because, like, I'm such a ridiculous person. Yep. Which I, like, now I can appreciate being older. Yep. Like, I understand, like, some of the things that I do and say are just, like, completely ridiculous. And, like, I have to, like, have a partner that just, like, appreciates my weird, like, quirkiness mm-hmm. of it all. Mm-hmm. And have to be able to, like, match that energy. Like, I can't be with them. Which is why I think, like, now... What I used to date at, like, 25 would never work for me at, like, 30, 31. Because I used to date very masculine men who, like, took themselves so seriously and this and that. Like, you can't touch my ass. You can't do this. You can't do that. And now I'm like, no. Like, it has to just be, like, open. Which is why I never say, like, I'm a top or a bottom. Because I'm definitely not. Honestly, I'd rather not do either. Are you an oral queen? I almost like I'm like asexual sometimes. Same, same. Like sometimes, same. like I'm just like I don't like. I'm like a true Virgo, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I am not like outwardly sexual, but if I'm with like a partner, like I'm like the most like sexual, like kinky person mm. ever. But I'm not outwardly sexual because I'm just I'm not that girl, and most of the time I really don't care about sex. But see. I, I kind of understand that. I'm like a money over sex kind of person. Like, I love money. I love taking care of myself. Same. I love buying things. Same. Like, I shop every day. Because money can get me a fierce dildo or fleshlight or anything. Or just Literally. a nice bed to sit on and let me use my hand. Like, like I think now I just like to have, I want to <laughs> have, like, fun experiences. Same. Like, I don't want to feel like sex is sex such a chore at a younger age. Also, like, dealing with, like, sexual mm. trauma and, like, as, yes. like, a young adult. I don't want, like, sex to feel like a chore or to feel like something that makes me nervous anymore. That's you know, like, I just want to... Exactly. I want to have fun. I want to be, like, openly transactional, playful. Yeah. I feel like sex should be, like, playful and fun and light and not feel like I I'm agree. doing a job. And, like, this is my position. Mm-hmm. This is my role. And I have to do this to please my partner. Like, I don't want to feel like that. And especially when you're bottoming, too. Like, it's, like, of course, like, yeah, you could be, like, you know, the GUI. And, like, really get into your shit. Yeah. And, you know, be dominant while being the bottom. But, like, most of these guys, and same here. Like, when I'm bottoming, like, I want you to be dominant. But also uh-huh. at the same time, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I have to get up for work tomorrow morning. Like, don't break yeah. me you know I also want to eat lunch like <laughs> it's that concept like there's a lot of work that goes into it. and I'm not going to say like having sex is a scary process but like it's complicated like it, it is like, fucking honestly, complicated it's scary I mean like it's like you're like you're letting someone into your body in a very like intimate close yeah. way like I think for me I don't know like I have to be like completely also like my body really dictates what's going to happen. Like, my mind and my body, like, same. my energy, because, like, mm-hmm. I'm never someone that can, like, just... Which is why I don't do hookups. Like, I can't just, like, have sex to have sex. Yeah. Like, I really have to, like... My body has to be connected to, like, how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and to the energy the person is giving me. Yeah. If I hook up, like, 
most times when I say like, oh, I hooked up with this guy, like we just like swapped head or like shit like that. Like yeah. we just played around. And I think to your point, it's like, it's because we're not being like connected. Like yeah. you're not in me, yeah. you know what I mean? Or yeah, yeah, vice yeah. versa, which I don't know if I could say vice versa actually, because like I'm kind of in my top era uh-huh. in a way. And like, then I could kind of hook up with anybody when I'm topping. <laughs> but when I'm bottoming, I'm like, no, it has yeah. to be a specific person. But maybe that does come from like sexual trauma. I, I don't mean, know. I don't, I'm not really in like any era. Good Honestly, point. I'm in like my wife era. Like I just want to like cuddle and like make chicken pot pie. See, I want the chicken pot pie. I'm a true, I'm a true wife, honestly. I am too. Like, I just I'm don't like know a right nester. now. I like a home. I'm the bitch. Like, once I'm in a relationship, like I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> like, I want to say I'm the same it's way. My man, my man, my man, my money, my man, my, my man, man, my man. My man. My, it's about me and my kids, Sunny. Uh -huh. It's about my household. That's what it's my about. My roof. Over these kids' heads. See? Period. I'm like, I'm like that at heart and like with my friends and people mm -hmm. I love. And like, I know when I love, I love hard. Same. But my only thing is, I don't know that part about me yet because I've never been in a relationship. Yeah. Really? I've never had a boyfriend. Well, I didn't. I've like, only been in situationships at last Well, like, like four even though I say like my sugar daddy is like my first boyfriend, it was like mm -hmm. a situationship. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I did live with him for like a little short period. Yeah. Then, like, I ran away in the middle of the night, but also in the memoir. <laughs> Fierce, but, like, loving escape I was, like, story. my first real, real, real relationship where, like, I was, like, okay, this is my boyfriend and not just someone, like, I'm dating was, honestly, 2020. Mm. So it was, like, my first, like, I feel like real, like, boyfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. Like, I've dated guys seriously before, but was never, like, a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I feel like... I was only in that relationship in 2020 because everything was so accelerated. And yeah. honestly, like within like two weeks, like we were like almost living together at that point. Mm -hmm. Like it was a very accelerated thing because bitch, it's very shit common. Yeah, exactly. Do, but, like hang the fuck out. Yeah. Like, literally. Uh -huh. And yeah, we did that a lot. That sounds so fun. it was like it was a great moment that probably mm -hmm. ended too soon. Also, I was like, I didn't really want to be in a relationship at the time either. Which I yeah. always trick myself into. Like, I always think I mm. want a relationship and then I get in a relationship and I'm like, it's too much. See, I think in the back of my head, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. And I remember there was this one guy that he was the closest thing I had to a boyfriend and he was the most successful of my situationships. Mm -hmm. And I ended it mm -hmm. because he was 24 at the time. I was 22. Mm -hmm. I like was in the peak of my Miami era. I was mm -hmm. hosting... Every morning on our like well, morning talk Miami. show. What was that? Yeah, I went to school in Miami. Oh my God. I went to school in New York one year. I was all over the place just like yeah. you. I did my first year of school here in New York at LIM. Mm -hmm. Oh, I used to be in LIM all the time. Really? My Like three of my best friends all went to LIM. And so I was always on the campus. I'm like, did we? No, I'm see like each other? Eight years older than you. Okay. So no. I was about to say, <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, I did my first year there. Then I came back to Maryland. I went to community college for my sophomore year. Oh, same. Sophomore year is like Very the transitional. We yeah. really, we really, really do. do. And then junior year is when I went to Miami specifically because FIU had a radio mm -hmm. show. And that's when I realized I was like, okay, well, marketing is my thing, clearly. Yeah. And I talk a lot. So let me see if I can make money off of yeah. that. 
And then that's when I started my whole talk show and everything. And then I got into Dragon. I stayed in Miami for my two years. To be on a talk show. <laughs> and here we are. But yeah, I was there for... Yeah, like two years. Mm -hmm. I thought I completed what was my alleged senior year. Yeah. But it wasn't because I failed like every single oh my God. one of my classes what that are, are like, doing? I was working hard, but it's like all the classes that are like math and shit like that. Like, I'm going to be the doll to say oh like, God. I'm not doing like, that. <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. I'm no, not meant for it. I took like remedial math my whole college career. Same. <laughs> like, same. The, the highest level of math I've ever taken is college algebra. No, same. Everyone was doing Same. statistics and like Girl. all those other kinds of math. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's no. why I love a trade school. Get me through. I love trade, hate school. no math in esthetician school. That's what I'm saying. And that's why I went into radio and became a producer. I was yeah. like, let me be a real gay and get my communications degree. <laughs> like, like, I'm I not good in this science, shit. but I hate math, which is kind of like. Even science. Ironic. In class. Like, I love learning about chemistry and diseases and disorders and Same. the body and the muscles of the face. I love learning about that those things. Yeah. But like algebra, geometry. Yep. Actually, I love geometry, but like algebra, like girl, you can suck my dick. It's not my thing. I always say like, of course, I'm going to learn to be like financially literate, blah, 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 mm -hmm. and all this shit like that. But oh, I'm great with money. I'm good with money, but not all like the further next level, higher level shit you could mm -hmm. do with it, like investing, so and so. Oh, like, yeah. like I need to get into that. That's what I need a husband for. That's what I'm saying. Or my dream is a financial advisor. Like, I know I'm gonna make it one day when I have a financial advisor, and it's not gonna be some type of Yolanda ass bitch. Mm -hmm. Like, it's gonna be like my financial advisor, and I. They'll educate me, handle all my funds, and. They'll just do what they're really good at. Yeah. I'm going to pay them to give them an opportunity to do something they love. While I do say I love and get paid for it. You just count it. Exactly. Like we just all have our strengths and our weaknesses. And that one is definitely. Like invest your money and build your wealth. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Who Man. The goal? Who wants to work forever? Not me. No. Not me at all. I have a dream that I will be bi-coastal of some sort. Like, for sure. I want... I always see in my future that there's two houses in London, like, or in England. There's one in London, like, in the city. I've always wanted to live in London. That's my dream. Let's go. London, L.A. house, New York house. See, I don't, I've never been to L.A., but I don't know if I'm an L.A. I girl. I love L.A. Like, honestly, if I was to buy, I feel like if I stay in the States, mm -hmm. to still be, like, in a major city, it probably would be L.A. I mean, L.A., is so expensive. Yeah. Like real estate, taxes, everything. But I kind of never see myself not living in a major city. Mm -hmm. I'm like, with what I do, I really could live anywhere. Yeah. But I don't know. Like me and my friends, we always talk about like, we're going to move to Texas and like get a get, like, huge a fucking house. bedroom house Absolutely. for $300,000. Uh -huh. But also like, I would have no life in Texas. Although I feel like my husband is in Texas. I feel they make the like the biggest beautiful men finest beautiful men. men. I mean, wow. Mine, my, my husbands I love are big men. same. Like I'm like big, tall, big hands. Big, big hands thighs. is the number one. Big thighs is the number one too. I love a neck. Oh my god. I love a neck too. I you know what I love neck. too? I love a calf. I love. Oh my, I love a. Calf. I just want to like. Basically, if you look like you play like, like football, that's usually my same. type. And I love a beard. 
Uh, yeah. Love good brows, lips. Head to I toe. Hate, I hate Head. a small nose. I hate a man with a small nose. I'm so sorry. My nose is just naturally <laughs> pinched. Man, I apologize. But I'm the same way. Height is cute. I love a tall man, but I love a short king. If you're like thick and could compensate, oh my god, I love, I love a, a little hamster king. that could fuck. I love a short <laughs> king. That's just what I think in my head. I'm like, all the short kings that I've dealt with know how to do what they do. I, I love a short, a short king. king at a dick appointment last week. Really? Yeah. I was just talking to who is it? Really Tamaguchi. Cute. He was at um like cute little thick body. Ugh. I like, just gorge. Like a little hairy, Ugh. big butt, big thighs. I love a short king. I love a short king. Especially, also, I love arms. I love arms too. I love a forearm. I love a forearm. I love like just big arms. Me too. Like Think for me. Like I like to be like handled. Me too. I love a big chest too. Like I love a titty. Oh, I love a titty. I love having titties <laughs> of my own. Mine are gorgeous. You can't I see hate them. Mine. You have really nice titties. Like I kind of want them to disappear. No. You have really nice titties. Thank you. I love titties. I wish everyone could see it through my Rina Sawayama shirt, but I, y'all, y'all know. I have really cute titties, but I love guys with titties. Like, yeah, especially a nice same. lower tit that just hangs. I'm like, like, I love bigger boys, but like the amount of like skinny men that try to talk to me, it's kind of insane. Like, little men love me. Mm. I don't know what it is. See, also, like, I, I will break you. Like, I need a man that has like, Right. Girth. Like something like hold on to yeah. like, a little weight on his ass. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I like a country fed ass man. Yeah, I love a little more of like a thicker yeah. man. Like I'm not into like the overly like ripped type. I mean, like if that's your thing, like you like there's definitely been guys that have been like mad yeah. ripped that I've hooked up with. There's been like bodybuilders and shit that I've hooked up with that like How's I've hooked up. Honestly, like, I love looking at, like, a muscle, but, like, I'm, like, I'm not into abs. Like, See? I'm just really not into abs. But, like, I like that it's, like, muscly, but, like, thick. And that was the point. Like, that has, like, a, you know, like, those, like, little muscle stomachs. Like, I love that. I stopped. Um, uh, <laughs> like, I love a muscle stomach with, like, big arms, big thighs, like a little butt. I love any. I like, love hands. I love, I love a muscle stomach. You still have me on that. I love a <laughs> I muscle love a stomach. Muscle. <laughs> oh my, that's how the guy was built last week. He had like a little muscle, hairy stomach. Mm. So cute. I know, that's right. I love a muscle stomach. But with the bodybuilder, I preferred hooking up with him when he was in his off season for that reason. Because he, he was cutting. Nah, like he yeah. was just eating what he wanted. So the muscle is still there, but there was still meat on top of it. And there was that. a lot of meat down there. It was Oh meat. A lot. And also, we I hate a big penis. You said you hate one? I hate a big penis. See if we're fucking like I'm not gonna say keep that away from me because it definitely <laughs> will be in me. But listen to me. Listen to me, sir, and let me ride first and let me control how we're going to be doing this and oh, putting this inside anything. me. Really? No. That's my most no. skilled profession. No, I don't write anything. I'm a. That's not what I'm best at. Really? I'll that. I have knees of steel. Come on, Megan. Absolutely. No, I'm like knees a Knees of steel. <sighs> and what's that? <laughs> 
Roll on the floor? Just different girl. <laughs> mm, no, I'm definitely a knees queen. I love riding either. I prefer facing them. Yeah, like I also, like I'm not into like doggy, like. Doggy hurts. Grain I'll still do it. Okay, but. one, it like it hurts. I'm going to sound like people that enjoy that, but like this. I could feel the pinch in my back no, right now. Literally, Ugh. like it's uncomfortable. It I'm hurts. looking at a wall, so I'm like, it doesn't feel intimate to me. I feel like I'm being used. Mm-hmm. Like I like to be able to see my partner because I think that's how like you're you get into it. Mm-hmm. I like watching myself be intimate. Like yeah. the last guy I got intimate with over the summer, he had like a mirror right next to his bed, oh, and his eyes were closed because I was making them close <laughs> with what I was doing, and <laughs> I was just sighing the whole time. Just like, wow, look at all this going on right now. It was, I was in my fantasy. I never like watch myself. Mm, I love to. I, I think that to. turns me on. <laughs> like I look yeah. at videos of myself too and I get hard. Same. You do, see, I think, and it's not even like, oh, look how good I look. But I think it's something, I don't know, like not like scientific, but something mental and positive of like, Look at just me being sexy. You know what I mean? I'm like, look at her wink. I feel like that's an, and honestly, it's important like to have like a healthy sexual relationship with yourself. Yeah. Like I feel like it makes you like a better partner. It helps you like understand your body more. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you've never like really taken the time to like really explore your body, explore yourself, it's kind of hard to be like intimate with other people. Which is why I think like when I start to like really like have like a more active sexual mm-hmm. dating life, I think like took the time to kind of like See, like, what I like, what I don't like. Yeah. A lot of shit I don't like. What don't you like? Like, I hate someone that's, like, too, like, aggressive and rough. Yeah. Like, I like a little, like, you know, slap. Mm -hmm. Like, a little of that. But, like, my ex used to be, like, so rough. Like, I'm like, you're going to murder me. Yeah, you got to be rough with rhythm. Like, whereas, like, when it's uncoordinated and unrhythmic rough then yeah. you're just slapping the just fuck like, out of me. me the fuck i'm like okay relax. yeah like you gotta like kind of cue me of when like you're gonna throw me up like uh-huh. have the hand under my leg okay. like i know that i'm about to be thrown and over I'm your shoulder to throw <laughs> neither am i i may be gay height but there's a lot of weight on this like it's it's overwhelming i remember the first time some guy slapped me in bed it was a grinder hookup and I was so taken back, but immediately once I understood what we were doing, yeah. I was so down for it. I was giving I'm him a head down and for he was slap. gorge. Ugh. A little spit and slap. I I love a spit too. A the spit girls that don't slap. like spit are boring. That's the only time I will spit. It's kind of weird. What? Like, I think it's just a part of sex. Spit. That's what I'm saying. Somebody, we were having this conversation at work the other day. Granted, who I was talking to, um, they were a straight gentleman. Y'all don't know him. He's not one y'all see on camera, so don't ask questions <laughs> for real. But because um, I've gotten those questions too. No. The baby joint? No, I'm joking. What? Oh, no. <laughs> and so, anyways, we were talking about that. And because I think on a show there, they were talking about um, like if you swallow a guy and you kiss after, is that gross? And I'm like, no, that's hot. No. I think that's so hot. One, I swallowed. So it's not like we're swapping. Even still, I'm into that too. Also, I feel like, I don't know. It looks like. There should be no rules to like sex. Like, I agree. What's gross? What's not? I feel like it should just be like mutual. What? Yeah. Like a respectful boundary of like, I don't like. I feel disrespected and humiliated when that, you do this. Yeah. Or like, you know, I love when you do this. 
100 percent seems like a mutual respect level there that's what it is like for me there's only two things at this current moment that i know are like a clear no it's like scat play and fucking fisting that (laughs) that even like watching it it doesn't do no like anything literally like turns my stomach like Ugh. Oh my god! I'm just—I'm I'm just weird about holes in general. Mm. <laughs> so. I'm not. My whole next level, but I'm not weird about it. Like it's just too much. Yeah, it's just especially like I just have the vision pop in my head of like like videos I'll see scrolling on Twitter where they're like violently and swiftly. You hear that little like noise. I'm like, oh my god! Like. It's already a lot like just taking dick, let alone like having a fist in me. And like, we were just talking about the guys we love. I love a forearm, not a fucking nightstand in me. Like, that's insane. Or an ottoman in my hole. That's wild. A fucking tree trunk. It's insane. It's insane. I don't like it, but uh, a good slap is nice, though. Good slap is nice. A good slap is nice. Do you like a shower moment? Oh my god! So I had like a shower <laughs> moment like recently. Okay. Um, AC on, girl. Like, so like <laughs> me and my ex. Like, also, it's another thing which why I feel like being comfortable with your body is important. Absolutely. Before, like, you get into relationships because I didn't realize until like I was so intimate with my ex. Like, cause like. I mean, you're basically not living with someone, but like when they're staying with you for, you know, like he would stay at my house sometimes like three days a week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like you can't really hide anything. So like, you know, we wake up together, go to sleep together. And I realized like when I I took a shower, he was like in my bed and like I was almost like nervous to like get undressed in front of my boyfriend mm. in like a non-sexual way which was so weird but Valid. I realized I still had like certain hangups about my body mm. and like he was I feel like he made me so comfortable with like with myself and my body yeah and then like showering with me is like for me is like so like an intimate thing same and he always like went to shower together it's so, like I was like okay like this is like new okay. for me yeah and then it kind of like became like our thing and I was like Aww. Okay, like whatever. That's cute. But I mean, is that like the first thing I want to do? No. Yeah, it's a cute concept. Like, if I have sex in the shower, I don't get that. Or like <laughs> in water in general. Like, I just don't see how that works. Yeah, in my Miami days, it makes I think like rubber. Yeah. Like there's no like, there's yeah. No, slip no in water. exactly. Like, and I'm not about to use I'm like. Getting chafed. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh. it's not like you could use like lotion or anything too, because water and such it doesn't work. And then it's no. just weird or any type of lubricant. It's just water. Yeah, I've hooked up once in the shower, not had sex, but I've hooked up once, mm-hmm. and it wasn't bad. I kind of like the experience, but like, yeah. I mean, I feel like I was in an herbal essence commercial or something. <laughs> I was like throwing my hair back. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. It also, it's good dangerous. Like That's what I'm saying. This is a lot of tile, a lot of yeah. such and such. A lot of people too. I don't judge people a lot, but one thing I will judge people is like when I'm over somebody's house and I'm taking a shower, like if I'm there's not- I'm looking at the grout. I'm looking at the, mm-hmm. the floor outside. I'm the looking tub. if there is a rubber mat in the shower. If not, this is a hazard. I'm I not trying to crack my mats. head. I just, I can't. You got to get some type of mat. It's unsightly to me. 
Not even like the clear ones. No. Or a, look for a fierce one. They like, they do something to me where it's like, oh, like, ew. Oh my God, I cannot. See? Like, a rub, like a rubber mat. Honestly, like, I'm so weird about bathrooms, period. Mm. Like walking, like getting out the shower and walking on the floor is Tom so and I were just so talking about this last week. To me. Even if it's like tile and walking uh, barefoot, oh I'm God. like- that's no, why we literally. get those little like sponge mats, the ones that absorb. Like I'm those are lovely. False thing thinking about it, like wet yeah. feet on a floor, like it. It's gross. It does something to me. It also, makes yeah. Like once the shower is like done, and I'm like in a steaming shower, it just feels so gross. Like when yep. I see like the condensation on my toilet, it's just like so like Ew. I, hate, I fucking hate bathrooms. I don't care if it's mine, Same. anyone else's. Like I hate. Same wet bathrooms same and fans aren't strong enough either like no. in my apartment like we're in a pre-war fucking apartment so we fully have a fucking radiator in there air frying me as i'm trying to <laughs> bathe yeah so even when you do have the little like thank goodness our apartment has like a little like fan yeah i do too but it doesn't do shit it doesn't sh- like, do shit mine is like heated too so i'm like i can turn heat on or the fan work it's so, like in the winter like i couldn't that shit on like 70 so it's like toasting mm. in the bathroom. Yeah. Even if I'm not in the shower, I just turn the heater on in the bathroom. Yeah. Ours is very extreme. It's a fucking radiator from the 1800s. My roommate and I like- so you don't control it. No. Ugh, it's remember that. horrible. That's why my AC unit stays in a window all year round. Yeah, it's just so much money. fucking heat. <laughs> exactly. I just open a window or pop on the AC. Yeah. But my roommate and I fully like- agreed to like we shower with like the door wide open we're just like so there's air still circulating a roommate gay mm-hmm. have you ever lived with a straight man um have i yes but then he came out <laughs> <laughs> so it was um my roommates in college when i went to lim mm-hmm. it was my one of my best friends mikhail shout out to mikhail and we lived with this other person who at the time was straight but like we always had a Feeling about him, and my God, he was so sexy, and he knows, and I don't care. And you I've told him. That was your roommate. No, no, I haven't. Oh, sorry. And then my oh no, I was I was thinking I was like, but no, I haven't. And my current roommate is my best friend of like twenty five years. So like, oh, I'm cute. yeah, yeah, that's my bestie, yeah. my brother. I have a story about put that in a memoir too. Of hooking up with a roommate. Yeah. It's just like who okay. the roommate was, like really bad. Mm. Yeah. That sounds hot. <laughs> it was something. Maybe you could write like a cute erotic novel. I could actually <laughs> see that. Me? Yeah. You know, people ask me like narrate things like that all the time. You should. You have a beautiful voice. People always ask me like, can you do like bedtime stories? I'm like, that's so weird. No, I love your voice. My mom hates my voice. Why? She was like, you sound like a drunk drag queen. That's what you should always say to me. I see it now. <laughs> like past 3 a.m. drunk. Like that's when he starts yeah. to get like really friendly just because yeah. he want another drink. So funny. Like, yeah, I think everyone kind of like doesn't like their voice. I don't dislike my voice. Yeah. It's just like sometimes it's so soft. It's kind of hard to talk. Yeah, it's hard for people to hear you in a way. And like for me, I still need you to. You have a little bass in your voice. Do I really? You really do. Okay. Yeah, that's new. That came about like two weeks ago because I'm just now starting puberty. Perhaps, yeah, maybe a late bloomer. I'm definitely a late bloomer. 
What was that? I never hit PB. Yeah, I'm literally I'm getting like crumbs of it. I don't think you do either. Do I? Maybe I do, but it's huge. Are you serious? You are a man. Mine is I'm huge. Sure. I'm joking. Gotta get this shaved off. I mean, like when I was like skinnier, I had like a very pronounced Adam's apple. Yeah, same. But now my womanly figure filled out. So right, voluptuous and whatnot. Yeah, I don't know. I like having a soft voice. I think, I don't know. I've been trying to speak from like my diaphragm more. I'll watch like singing videos and shit like that. And like the science behind singing videos. And I'm Were just like. Were you a like, singer? Um, kind of. No, not really. I was a singer. Really? Mm-hmm. I felt like I've always wanted to pursue it. And that's something that I'm still like. I was like in a choir. Oh. I was sing in elementary school, middle school. See, I had so many opportunities to do so. And like my life was kind of going in that direction. Yeah. And then bullying trauma Egyptian conservative parents hit and then I was like ooh <laughs> let me not and that's what I'm like unraveling now in my 20s Egyptian. that's very rare really I don't know many like Egyptian dolls that's actually Egyptian doll I like that <laughs> that's actually really true I was saying this I think except in the that last one episode. bitch that was on Bad Girls Club yes <laughs> she, what was her name Nima yes Nima Nima uh-huh. yeah evil bitch wow uh, not too far off. Nima, it was Naima, Hannah, and Tanisha. Mm-hmm. Like the three musketeers. I used to love Hannah. I need to watch Bad Girls Club again. Same. It's on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to watch. But yeah. Yeah. I thought my life was going in that direction. Like plays, not like plays, but like school performances mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I would always work my ass off and like mm-hmm. we would do our little like choir rehearsals and I would show the fuck out. And our teacher was like, whoever's like, just behaves the best and it's just she was essentially saying a showgirl and a professional <laughs> essentially will get the leading part and guess who got it every single time not you no i would oh, you did. i would but then i would go on stage and i would completely blank out and get nervous but i was That's fully like me. a three-year-old four-year-old kid That's me. i remember like at like my what fourth grade graduation mm-hmm. fifth grade graduate whenever you graduate elementary school fifth grade yeah um i had like a solo to r kelly what song um, I believe I can fly. Absolutely right. <laughs> Space Jam moment. Why not? And I like just, bl- I remember I blanked the fuck out. And I had to do the same thing in my eighth grade graduation. It was just, yeah, a lot of singing. Black people love to sing, Joe. At a celebration. I love singing. Yeah, I don't know. I need to dive in again and see if that's maybe what I'm meant out here to do. Dancing, I know, is definitely one of those things. Yeah. I'm like I wanted. Dancer. You say you're not a dancer? No. You could be a singer and I'll be your ooh, <clears throat> raspy moment. My <laughs> okay. butterfly era is upon us. <laughs> but um, no, it's just me the consistently screaming. <laughs> but um Screaming. I'll just be your background dancer. Screaming and creaming. Haven't I've done more of the screaming, not a lot of creaming, a lot of crying. <laughs> but yeah, do you have anything else happening for the rest of the year? Or is she just now um, sitting in her Apartment naked going day by day, <laughs> as you mentioned before. I'm honestly just trying to enjoy like the rest of the year. Yeah. It's been like a very hectic, crazy year for me. Mm-hmm. I still have a lot of stuff going on, um, a lot of work, but usually, like, I mean, it's holiday, so I usually get a lot busier. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of just trying to enjoy the season. Yeah. You know, like, I'm nesting. I just want to chill. Yeah. And just like enjoy fall, mm-hmm. winter, 
Yeah. You know? Just be a doll. Yeah, you just be a doll. Just chill. I understand. Yeah. But like, I have like a lot of exciting projects coming up. Um, but like maybe next year, I'm like planning things. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I'm very excited. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having this me. is a very fun, all over the place, chaotic I discussion, know. which is exactly what my soul needed after a hectic week. No, me either. And I clocked that like <laughs> two minutes through. I was like, oh, absolutely. I knew I loved you, but like, I love you even more now because go from one topic to the next. Oh, there we are. One topic to the next. And I'm can never That's stay literally me. on topic. Just now when you saw me talking about this panel, like, you saw every me. Time, every time yeah. I do an interview, I never know what the fuck the interview is about until uh-huh. it comes out because I just talk about everything. Like I just go on tangents. Mm-hmm. I need to work on that. I need media training. No, never. <laughs> go on tangents. It's nice. It's nicer to have more content to work with and draw back than yeah. not at all. Yeah. You'd rather be told to, how do I say it? Add more. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Or like- We didn't have enough. That's kind of the worst thing. I always over deliver. Exactly. It's better to over deliver. Yeah. If anything. Honestly. You know, I just like, at this point, I just like to overshare. And that's my claim to yeah. fame while still keeping the velvet rope of <laughs> hot elusivity in my brand. I love that. I guess, I think you know. I'll never not be elusive. Yeah. I'm the elusive chanteuse. Me, I am Bad Bussy, the yes. elusive chanteuse. I, me, I am Mariah. Me, I am Mariah. Chanteuse. Where is she, right? Also, what's your favorite there. song on the album? Off of that album, mm-hmm. Me, I am Mariah, the elusive chanteuse. Mm-hmm. I love a sad song. And I love a strong opener. So it's between Cry, Cry for That One, You Don't Know What to Do is Fierce, Camouflage is excellent. You're going to drag me for my faves. I love Camouflage. What fave? Mine is Thirsty. I was going to say that too. Thirsty? Thirsty. Also, do you know She ate that. That is such a good song. Should have been a single. I want to hear Tamar do the My All Challenge. I agree. Obviously, like, Tamar would eat that song. I want to hear Tamar do the My All Challenge. Agree so far. I think she's uh, one of the best, most underrated voices. I agree. Her she's music too is excellent. Like what's excellent. your favorite album out of the three? Out of Tamar's. <laughs> See, the first one, the debut, is excellent. She hates If You Don't Love Me, but If You Don't Love Me is such a start. That's such first a beautiful all, song. Pieces, Sound of Love, <sighs> White Candle. Right. Right. Like she was even her Mariah moment on Love and War. Love and War is one of the greatest albums of the 2010s. Way back home. And a story. That had the radio back home in Maryland by Baby. the neck. You know, like I was like out here Listen. everywhere, but like back home in Maryland, like no. it was Tamar on 95.5 choking her. Maxima and a Blue Vuitton never full, bitch, you are blasting that. All the way home. That one. That That's one. That's a single mama jam. And hot sugar too. Oof, I hate it. hot sugar. I hate it too, I but like hate hot sugar. it's camp. It's camp. Like Sound of Love is like one of my favorite songs. In Same. But also on Calling All Lovers, which I think is her best album. I agree. Like King, I feel like that should be like King. a Disney princess song. King is so um, beautiful. Coming home. Um, it's this one song. It's like very like baby face. I cannot think of the fucking name. I'm trying to. Um, so it was an R. Oh, it's like my favorite song too. I cannot remember. Yeah, yeah. But like that album is so good. That album is so good too. So good. Bluebird of Happiness is completely underrated. 
I hate the album. <sighs> See, because she was, you could tell she was depressed. Exactly. Like I mean, and it's my so man good. And blind, bitch. Blind, blind. is too. Too no, good. You remember that one performance from the Soul Awards that yes. year? She had the black bang. Her she was going so oh, in on the song. Her hair started getting tangled in her eyelash. Her eyelash started to lift no, halfway like, through the number. Blind. I was living. I love Tamar Braxton so fucking much. I almost want to hear Mariah cover "Blind." Mm. Also, I, I could hear, see that being also a hear Tony and cover. Tamar cover each other songs. That would be like, really cute. Tony Braxton said, like, White Candle is her favorite song. Tamar. Yes. I want to hear Tamar. I mean, Tony and White Candle. Tamar would eat up Long As I Live, too. Oh, my God. Long As I Live is a classic. Listen, that, when I was in um, esthetician school, I used to sing that song to this guy on the phone every night. Oh. <laughs> like, That's I was really cute. That to him. I was like, I still have the fucking voice notes. Like, uh-huh. That was my shit. That's my shit. You're going to put me in a Braxton day for the rest of the week. That was in my Miami era. So I would hook up with a guy that doesn't care about me, catch feelings, and then blast that on the way home and just be like, yes, sex and cigarettes is too good. Fuck out of here. She did the whole disco revival moment before the girls on uh, sex and cigarettes. No, her favorite album overall. It's like obvious, but the heat just because like it's Mm. excellent. Mine is Secrets and Libra. Secrets. Also, more than a woman. Libra. First of all, Stop. you've never heard, because I think most people have not really listened to more than a woman. They haven't. Album. Okay. Like, the song Better Man, that is my shit. First of all, Tamar is eating mm-hmm. the background vocals. It's, it's damn near a duet. Mm-hmm. They're singing so hard. One thing Tamar will do is annihilate you on a background I love vocal. The old Tony tracks and hearing Tamar. Like, they're like, this is fucking perfect. They're too good. Like, oh my God, you mentioned heated. That really just like, or the heat just made yes. me like, and I they do. just put it back on streaming too. Thank God. I know. But like, I Libra tripping, this ring. Too take good. This ring, like, please. Bitch. Braxton stands. I'm we a 20 love. Braxton stands. I love. She doesn't get enough. She can't do any wrong to me. I also, agree. Spell my name. Historic. Gotta move on. Historic. Ugh. She's a mastermind. Her. What was it? To be like that iconic and legendary. Like Tony's voice is still golden. Still. Prime. Like. Still. Still iconic. Like. And no one could follow in that. Like, there's none of the girls now where they could even name Tony as a reference vocally. No. You know, like the girls now will whistle and like just be like, yeah. Tony? Exactly. There's the new or the attempted new version of the other girls, but there's not a new the Tony. Girls try to give Brandy, but they can't. It's no. just like it's vocal range and vocal technicality. Like, That's I love thing. when Brandy and Mara- are we done? Oh. Got you. Okay. <laughs> no, you're good. See, yeah. another tangent. See, another tangent, but there will be another episode next week. And I don't even know who it's going to be with yet, but it's going to be sickening and fierce. Tune in. It will. No, you know, it's actually going to be Tamar, Tony, and Beyonce. Period. We're manifesting that We're next episode. Of the Braxton family values. And it just might be flow very soon. So stay tuned. <laughs> Bye. Bye.